Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Not sure if I'm doing this thing right. My brain and my body constantly fight. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, we we lost Max. Max is a, a game time scratch. Uh, <laughs> Due to internet quality in I, I, some some state that is uh, remote, you you would uh, probably have to say. I think it's one that tried to be part of Canada more than once. Actually, <laughs> we could uh, say he's having protocol issues. That's like the trendy thing. Like, oh, he's he's in, maybe the, he's in the podcast protocol. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, you know. He he's encountering these issues because he's, you know, I was going to say jetting all over the country, but the truth is he's very much ground bound. Uh, but but he, you know, he's getting ready to to move soon. Kevin, you're getting ready to move. Pierce and I both moved, you know, somewhat recently. And Kevin, when we were kind of kicking around stuff to talk about. Uh, you mentioned something about the next several weeks before you you move. Yes. Uh, so I've been in the Boston area for almost two years now, and we are about to move away, not only just out of the Boston area, but from a urban environment to a rural environment. Um, and uh, for me, a lot of what I'm trying to do is find the balance between trying out new things partly because we missed out on a lot of time we had up here uh, Mm -hmm. due to COVID, but then also just trying to enjoy the things that I know I'm going to miss about Boston. I know I'm going to miss out being in a city and um, trying to do that while keeping sane without forcing myself, like without giving myself a chance to relax and yeah, just finding enjoyment in the places that I grew attached to while I was here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that had me thinking. Kevin is is kind of like being on the other side of of that, like in a place that is still relatively new to me. Um, one thing I've kept track of is I have a, a note card that's like in my kitchen where I keep track of like all the things that I have experienced here so far and want to note down. Is not just I enjoy them and I want to go back to, but when other people come to visit, and sometimes I have very certain people in mind that that I want to write down. And it makes me think of, it's very easy to to take for granted where you are, but keeping track of, of the things that really make it that place, um, I think is super valuable. And I, I've been bad in the past about really appreciating that. Um, you know, Sean, I, I think to for you, you are, you are still kind of close to um, where you lived, you know, different places that you've lived before in the last few years at Charlottesville, be it the DC area. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, we've, we've talked before about places that, that, um, you know, if you're going on a trip, you, you kind of have a 
places you stop. They might not be the big thing. It might be a place you get a sandwich, but this is kind of maybe an extension of that. It's like, what are the things that really define the place for you that you may be forgetting? Yeah, I've I've been thinking about that a fair amount too, because, you know, as, as you know, Charlottesville is a place that we all lived, uh, but but where I also lived after school in in a you know normal person non university context, and and you kind of got to experience a different part of the town. Uh, but my my brother has been in law school at UVA for the last three years, and so I've had you know I've had a, an anchor to Charlottesville to come back and and visit. And he is about to leave. Like, he's moving next weekend uh, to go head off. He's doing the reverse, Kevin. He's heading off to the big city. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's sort of the last, that's sort of the last person uh, who, who was, like, my kind of real tie to Charlottesville in terms of, like, being able to go and visit someone. Like, I can go. I can get in the car and drive there. It's only an hour away. But... An hour drive each way is kind of a lot for like, you know, to go to lunch, and, yeah. and so so now, so now it it feels a tad farther away, and it feels a little more like something that has to be, kind of, intentional and, and thought out. Like I'm gonna plan a day around going there, but it's not. That's not just a thing with places that are an hour or two hours away. Mm-hmm. Like I I think that you know. Uh, the the idea of something like a staycation, which is maybe a bit of a corny term, um, but but there there's really something there because it's a reminder to take a second to pause to smell the roses, as it were, and and to really uh make some time for you and and to go explore because you live. You know, I grew up in New Orleans. I grew up in a, an incredible place full of, you know, uh, vibrant culture and live music and, and wonderful food. And honestly, as, as like a 17-year-old, I really only experienced so much of it mm-hmm. because you've got a routine that you're part of. And particularly when you're younger – like that routine is something that you have very limited control over. But even as an adult, like you've got your day-to-day routine and it turns out you also still have fairly limited control over that. A lot of that is dictated by whether you are maybe still in school or certainly by your employment or depending on what stage of your life, you know, your kids uh, your spouse or significant other. And, and so like the idea of a staycation is I think of actually a fairly valuable one, even if the actual terminology is a little cheesy. Like my parents uh, just celebrated their wedding anniversary at the beginning of this month. And they like took a weekend and stayed at a hotel in downtown new Orleans because it's just like, it's a way to, to get, break out of your routine and that's that i think is is what is really important 
is is celebrating the chances that you get to break out of your routine yeah and i i think another thing that that happens is that or at least oftentimes with me when i do get the chance to when i have a weekend i'm like okay well let me go explore a new place and mm-hmm. then like oh, i don't want to go like when i spent I spent, you know, five years in Arlington or whatever. Like, I was like, oh, I never want to go to the Air and Space Museum, even though that's my favorite museum, because, like, oh, I've been there a bunch of times, and I want to go to explore something new. And then when I look back, when I'm about to move, I'm like, wow, I actually haven't been to that museum in three or four years. And so it's easy to miss out on the things that are that are right there. Like, Or you might plan a trip to a a, a weekend trip to another town or whatever and mm-hmm. you know you quickly fill up the empty spaces in your schedule with things that are not things that you would do on a staycation yeah and and i think too um one one issue i have with the staycation not that it's corny but i realize and and the air and space museum is is a great example in, in dc it's like these are things that ideally you could enjoy just in the normal course of life but either you can't or, uh, you know, I know for me, uh, I make excuses not to. It's like, oh, I don't have time for that or, oh, it's so crowded um, and things like that. And I think that's really unfortunate that you have to call something a staycation and then go and do that. You know, maybe work truly is really busy and it's really busy all the time. But then you skip out on stuff we talked a couple of weeks ago about um, uh Whitlow's in in Arlington and it's like that's a prime example of a place that no I didn't really want to go there it's kind of like the Air and Space Museum where it's dated and now they're upgrading it but you don't go and then people come to town and they ask you about it or there are new people in town and they ask you about it or it closes and now you've skipped out on it and you didn't you you weren't able to give someone your your a good opinion on it or an informed opinion on it and that's what i think about like being being in atlanta um i have not been to the 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 coke museum um but i feel like i should go because then i can say like hey you should go to this if you like this and that i recently went to the aquarium and um you know i've been to a few aquariums and so now i feel like i can give uh feedback on it would i go to the aquarium every weekend no but i think it's better that i made time to do the thing that someone could conceivably ask about if they're coming to the city well i feel qualified to recommend to anyone who asks you uh that you should definitely go to the world of coke uh it is a fascinating place uh so so feel free feel free to to you know, pass along my recommendation if you are so inclined. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can also start by me recommending it to you. Yes. Yeah, which <laughs> is, I mean, and this is this is the thing too, is that like you, you do not live here and I live here. And shortly Kevin is not going to live in the Boston area anymore. But people will probably still ask him about these places. They're like, hey, you lived in the Boston area. What would you say about, you know, getting a tour of, of Fenway Park? And like, if we don't do these things, you know, then these people are going blind or using, God forbid, Yelp. Well, it's funny you say that because then you you get into a question of, like, who's sort of who's a, a better recommender? And I think in a lot of ways, someone who has been to a place on vacation 
can can be a better recommender than a person who has lived in a place just because in that context you are going there without a routine you're making plans but you are freed from the strictures of feeling like uh i don't know i don't have time or i'm feeling kind of tired after a long day at work like the whole point of you going to a place on vacation is to experience that place and what it has to offer and so like you know i i know that i've been on a lot of family trips in my life that were accompanied in some part by uh by lots of recommendations from a friend or family member who had been there before and frankly i i have pretty have pretty clear memories of almost putting together like similar to what you're doing now Pierce uh, almost putting together like a family travel journal mm-hmm. while we were on those trips for the express purpose of not just like of being able to chronicle that trip for ourselves but also to have a record for if someone else we know is is going there yeah. and like that's such a good feeling like i, I remember mm-hmm. I, emily and i went to Asheville a few years ago and then um uh, Somebody, uh, one of my brother's friends was going and mentioned it offhand when I was visiting him. And I was like, oh, I can rattle off, you know, eight to ten restaurants for you to go to. Uh, no, that can't, it can't be eight to ten. I didn't, we didn't go for that long. But like five. I can give you five places to go right away. And and it was just like, it's a, a gratifying feeling to, you know, it's good to feel helpful. Yeah, and and that makes me think, you know, Kevin, for for you as you're going through this right now, I'm not sure if your focus is I want to experience the Boston area as a tourist or or as someone who lives there. Because I think of like when I visited friends in New York, like I'm not going to the Empire State Building. I am going and visiting and my visiting it and experiencing it as as someone mm-hmm. who who lives there. Um, I'm thinking in this context is like, what is the more touristy stuff that for better or for worse kind of defines a city and making sure I experience that? Because the, the lived in type of things is so dependent upon, I think, where you live and what is uh, truly convenient to you. Yeah, I, I think that we actually do a bit of both and we kind of blend them. So um for instance, we were like, well, we really want to go to the aquarium before we go um, because we haven't been yet. And that's like a very, very touristy thing to do. And like at, we've probably done the entire Freedom Trail in pieces, but we've never actually just, you know, done the walk that is lined up. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably do that. Threw but, on a tri-cornered hat and just did it. <laughs> but like we, it, it's balanced by the fact where we're like, well, let's go let's just go like pack some lunch and go to the the public gardens or walk along the esplanade along the river which are you know pretty things with plenty of tourists there but like we're engaging with them like we live there while this is so close let's just go over there and and hang out so i i think that that's it's actually it's been kind of uh it's been really nice that i i do feel like I can just kind of do stuff I want to do and it doesn't feel like I'm it doesn't feel like I'm like missing out on things that I can't do because 
in, in the time I have left, like there's no possible way to actually do all the stuff that I, I could do. So let me just make sure I spend time focusing on doing things that I know I like. And like another example that goes along with that is like I went to uh, Lamplighter Brewing Company, which is one of my favorite breweries in the area. And instead of being mean, like, oh, should I like go taste something new or like, you know, like they make all this, they have all this new stuff. Like, well, no, like this is, this might be my last time I'm here. Like, let me just get my two favorites from here and just really kind of like send it out. Yeah, that's, that's, that's sort of an interesting, that's an interesting way to, to think about it. Like, you know, w- when there's places, places like a brewery, there's, there's always the possibility for it to be both a nostalgia trip and a new experience. And, and I, I don't know. I, I wonder if I might be more inclined on the last trip to like try something new. Hmm. No, that doesn't sound like me. No, because, because here's, here's the thing is like, if you're going back to a place at the end, it's probably because you have a, a good memory of it. That's and whereas true. on the other end, <clears throat> I'm going to, I, there was, there's a, actually a brewery I went this past weekend. I'd been there before and it didn't do that much for me, but I went back again because I'm like, let me make sure it still is fine. Um, it's in a good location. So, you know, you take it, but like, if you do have a good memory and you're like, this is the last time, I think you have to keep that alive so that, mm. you know, when you know, when you do go back, like to, to move away from like other people's recommendations and having that in mind, it's like, then it's like, I am putting this on my list of things that I would be willing to go back to. Cause I think about that too, with, with a place like Arlington that now I am not conveniently close to, and I'm going to go to, I think Arlington DC area, I'm not going to go to very often at all. And so it does put an onus on like, no, what really do I only get in that place? And, um, do I have like the warmest memories of that will probably, you know, continue to be there? I I mean, to, to Kevin's point, you know, if that brewery all of a sudden expanded and was really huge or it moved locations, I feel like that would like, then does it really exist anymore? If we replace all the pieces of the boat, is it the same boat type of stuff? Um, Because I I think that that's, um, that that's very powerful for me too. Like the comeback factor, the return factor. Yeah. Um, So I will admit that ever since you said something much earlier in the podcast, I have been, uh, been thinking about it and and so i guess i need to ask now are you keeping like a detailed log of do you have like a, a matrix of which people you're going to recommend which things to uh no no it does sound it's like, like something my, you would do it's so it's it's not written down it is in my head and like when max was here there was a restaurant that i went to with max i'm like and I will say this, and he's not here, but I did tell them this. This it's like a Mediterranean small plates place, um, which feels really up his alley. And then you add the fact that they play EDM like while you're dining. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is where this is where he needs to go. But but stuff like that, um, you know. So I will go to a place and and I will think, oh, you know, 
who that could visit is going to enjoy this type of space. And so I have a note card that lists out places that I really like, and then I associate it in my head with like, oh, um, you know, if this person visits, um, I would definitely take them to such and such place. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's that's really how you're supposed to do things when you go to a new area is you're supposed to branch out and try as many things as you can so you figure out you know what's out there but then there comes a certain point where you're supposed to really stop stop trying things out um you know this is more of like a, a mathematical search oh, algorithm I, or I disagree with that i don't think you should well it's from a you know it's from a um uh, like a mathematical utility like will you enjoy this dinner the most like there comes a point where you don't want to oh. introduce the risk that dinner might suck because you only have you only have you know 10 if you have your yeah if you have your burger place and you know it's going to be good like thinking about what is the you know mm. how much more utility you're going to get out of it which I, sounds really terrible but like i i can see that this is very logical. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think I, I misunderstood it first because I was thinking sure. like, uh, you're. I thought you were talking about a, a period of time like after you have moved there, but you're you're talking about at the end. But y- yeah, like I, I think well, I have. It's some finding the-, the crossover point is what I mean. But yeah, Pierce is far from that. He just moved there. He's gonna. He plans to be there for a while. Yeah, I think I have some of the opposite problem where I go to a new place and then like, I have a bit of a tendency. To like try to nail down some like favorite places pretty quickly, and and that has the that carries with it the possibility of getting like kind of stuck in a rut. So like I've been in Richmond for six months now, and I was like, you know, I really need to try some new places. So like I wandered into, uh, I wandered into a bar last Thursday. Uh, it happened to be a trivia night there, which was that was kind of fun, uh, but but also it was just like kind of a, a raucous dive bar, which was excellent. And I I wound up talking to the bartender a little bit, and I realized I have a magic bullet in my arsenal, which is I can say. I just moved here a couple months ago and it's uh, yeah. only been six months. So like, that's not a lie. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, this six months has been, you know, part of the ongoing global pandemic thing. So like time, so like, does time even matter? Like it, if I had moved here 16 months ago, like it, my ability to really like, experience the place probably wouldn't be, materially different yeah and and i mean i think that this is maybe the the overall point of this you know kevin lives somewhere has lived somewhere for two years but a huge chunk of that he could not experience it you know even when you're growing up someplace and like i went to Asheville as as a youth but that's very different than going as an adult like there are restrictions on when and how you can enjoy a place some you know pandemic level and so it Kevin, you bringing this up does make me think about being more purposeful in in enjoying the place I'm in, and and really trying to experience the city for for what it is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to 
Chipotle or or the the big box store or, or whatever you you need to go there for certain things but if you live in a place and you live in a place that, that does have diversification of, of what it's offering be it attractions or restaurants or stores like you I've this makes me think I should be as purposeful as possible in enjoying those because that is what makes the place you live the place that you live. Yeah, and I, you have a bit of of a luxury in that the place you know, after school we're kind of we're set, but like you know we could we could pack up and move any day. Whereas you've kind of uh, loosely taken that option away for for some time. So like, you have you have the luxury of of perhaps not having to be in a rush um but that could also easily slide into the dangers that we were talking about where all of a sudden like you've been there for four years and you haven't been to the the coke place yeah yeah traffic to get over there man let me tell you it's forever and that's exactly what you know i would say with things in arlington i'm like i'm not gonna go to maryland why would i ever go to maryland it's so far away and it's like should you go or like the udvar hazy center like place is awesome it's it takes a while to get there but like you should go well the answer for maryland is no yeah I've... <laughs> listen <laughs> yeah, what am i like, saying don't go to maryland there's how many times that we just toy with the idea of like going to flying dog or something and yeah no, maryland. we were just like no, no like why no no I, yeah yeah no and were there plenty of places that i drove over 40 minutes to just to drink beer yes but i was not going to frederick maryland i was <laughs> yeah. not going to frederick maryland no. but I also would not put professional football games on these lists because that's just, I don't know. Watching at home home is better. Yeah. Also, like, that is a thing where, uh, I don't know, it's just, I feel like every experience is going to be so, so varied because, like, are they playing the Packers or are they playing, like, the Bucks? I'm thinking of people that the Falcons could conceivably play. Like Packers fans, I'm sure are a whole different ball of wax than than say Bucks fans, and that will really color your your enjoyment or non enjoyment in the game. Is it a Monday night game? Is it a Sunday game? Whereas like if I go to a brewery once or twice, like I have a pretty good sense of what it's like, or a restaurant or or a plant store, for instance. I feel like that was a big generalization, but sports <laughs> games, I just just be just be careful. You could have a bad parking experience, and that could ruin the whole thing forever and always. Yeah, unless it's the normal part of it, like at yeah, FedEx. It's built in. It's, yeah, it's a guaranteed part of that equation. Um, okay, uh, do we have any any sort of uh, parting thoughts as we as we move towards the towards the end here? Oh, this is probably you. actually called parting thoughts, as Kevin is having thoughts about his parting. Uh, but yes, Kevin. Uh, have, do you have your recommendations for your capital B brunch guests yet, or uh, have you not? <laughs> <laughs> have you not evaluated the area yet? Um, the capital B brunch. I did. I, I did go to a place that serves that because it was right outside my door, and they had free free capital B brunch. Um, it was their soft opening weekend. I don't know if I've been anywhere else, but I would just say there's a pretty good donut scene around here. And you know what? Just just nice. go eat a donut. Just eat a donut. Maybe two. That sounds. Why grand. limit yourself? Yeah. I mean, you probably should limit yourself somewhere. Um, you, you don't want to be, you know, I, I don't. You don't want to be ten donuts deep, wondering what the hell happened. 
the one place I, I really like your body will limit you because they're like fried donuts in such a way that they're very heavy and and uh, oh, oh. I've I've hit I've hit the limit more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Donut Dolly's is is really really good though. What a delightful place to end. Uh, so so yeah, uh, go go try a new place in your town. Make make some time for it. Go to the world of Coke, Pierce. Come on. Uh, yeah. Do it. I'll make the excuse here, which is that tickets are very expensive to go there. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm ruined having grown up in the D.C. area where most of the museums are free. And I just, I'm not ready for this, this paid museum life quite yet, but I'm trying, I'm trying. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But also, you know, I I think there's a very different connotation between museums and shrines to one of the most ubiquitous companies in America. Museums. (laughs) So, you know, uh, just do, do with that what you will. Uh, but but first, before you do with that what you will, uh, maybe tell us what you're apologizing for this week because it's Pierce's oh. sorry. <clears throat> so, to, to and this is kind of, a, I guess, a PSA as well, um, but kind of to Kevin's point about uh, putting down roots to an extent, um, if, you know, uh, hopefully you're, you're fortunate enough to at some point in your life to, to be in a place where, where you contract people to to do work on your home and you might be in such a situation where you have people that are removing a carcinogen from the outside of your house because 70 years ago it's very popular to put asbestos um, on houses great insulator not really great if you mess with it so you'll have people that that are maybe doing work that is difficult or, or risky and one thing that you may not think of if you are fortunate to have places, maybe you have a guest bathroom that, that you don't use a lot, except when guests are around. Well, you know, people doing work like that, obviously you value them a lot. You are paying for their time and their services. Um, and so they are a guest in some ways. And I will just say that, especially as if you have people doing asbestos work, it is probably wise to make sure you have plenty of toilet paper in your guest bathroom. I think everything was fine, but I realized after the fact that I put the person or the people who were who were working at my house in a bit of an imposition. And I have learned from that. Um, and I wasn't able to apologize, but I am apologizing now. So make sure that you have a fully stocked bathroom that is available to people working on your your home or whatever it is if they're doing extended work and it's not just like an hour or even if it is just an hour offer your service i always try to offer water and stuff like that and everyone always says no but a bathroom like can't really say no to that like that just that has to be so just a thought well you can say no to that if you are jared kushner and ivanka trump who uh, apparently made uh, the secret service rent a whole other apartment oh, yeah for the express purpose of them not using their bathrooms. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I'll keep that in mind for 50 fucking years from now, <laughs> the rate that this is going. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so, so let's, let's wrap up with a, a big idea from pop culture and uh, the, second season the much anticipated second season of the netflix uh absurdist sketch comedy show i think you should leave has been out for uh, about two it's been out for two weeks now and um uh, i 
have watched it twice already. Uh, that's aided by the fact that the the season is only six episodes and they're like 16 to 20 minutes long. Uh, so you can really blitz through that very quickly. Uh, but it's... I, I, I thought about it and I, I maybe don't like the second season quite as much as the first, but it's one of those things where you have a whole lifetime to record your first album and you've got a year to record your second. Um and and it's a very it's a very different tenor. So I I listened to the episode of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast about the series and and you know the the people who were sort of reviewing it were were saying that you know it's a it's a very different tenor and that the the characters in season two are are kind of more they're experiencing what happens when you butt up against your your limits like there's a uh you know at the risk of of spoiling uh the risk of spoiling things i'll spoil a sketch that i don't particularly like uh there's a the first sketch of the season is uh a a guy uh gets told that uh there's a meeting going on a, a sort of impromptu meeting that's going to push lunch back and uh, he is upset by the prospect of uh, pushing lunch and tries to, like, sneak a hot dog in in his sleeve. Kind of like how when you were a, a a bad kid, you used to, like, try to hide a headphone, like an earbud in your sleeve and just kind of put your head up. And, and, you know, whatever adult authority figure was in the room noticed every time right away because it was very obvious. So he's, like, trying to sneak bites of this hot dog and he winds up choking on it. Mm. and and it's a whole it's a whole fiasco and it's just like you know i i think in a lot of ways every every one of these sketches is some version of somebody like butting up against society's limits instead of just like sort of pure unbridled absurdism and so it it's something where maybe it doesn't hit my funny bone quite as hard on the first time, but I wonder if maybe it's something that will hold up and kind of deepen with, you know, more watches. So like, that's, that's kind of a cool thing too. And not exactly what you expect out of sketch comedy necessarily. Yeah, no, I I mean, I haven't watched that much sketch comedy, but it would be cool to revisit it and see if it, if it grows on you with, with time. And, you know, that's the type of thing that like, does it hold up really matters i think yeah yeah for sure um so yeah i think you should leave uh both seasons are available on netflix they are are both uh both a a good time and frankly you could watch the whole thing in uh, about three hours so uh Hmm. you know uh you can either do that or watch uh i don't know two-thirds of the extended cut of any of the lord of the rings movies and not even <laughs> so uh yeah yeah you got you got options you got choices uh what you don't have choices for are whether or not to go further on this podcast because it's the end of the show you can find us at our home on the web at com. Or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. If you do that, please leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just 
Tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Bye.